Hello and welcome to Wallflowers in Bloom, a podcast where we share the joys and challenges of being introverts. I'm Jenny. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we share with you stories and antidotes that touch on how we prosper and thrive in a world dominated by extroverts. We also have guest speakers who share their experience and expertise on this topic and read letters from our fellow Wallflower listeners on how they cope and conquer. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and relax with us. Music is by Nate Johnson. Hi, and welcome to Wallflowers in Bloom. I'm Eric. I'm Jenny. Hey, Jenny, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Eric? <laughs> I'm doing very well. We have a great guest this evening or this morning for you. Long waited guest. My cousin Nate is in town, so he came on for us, and he's actually the one that did the theme music for us. Yes, so we thank you. <laughs> so, how are you two? We're good. We'll go ahead and start with the weekly or the mental check-in if you want. Sure. I guess I'll do a quick start with my check-in. I've been okay. It's a new schedule for Scarlett, custody-wise. She's been gone a little bit longer, which gives me a little more time for myself, which can be nice, but at the same time, I don't have anything to distract me with. So that's also an issue. I'm usually so busy running around behind her that when she's not home, I'm like, what do I do with myself? I mean, it's still a nice little change. Yeah, cool, cool. How are you, Nate? I'm doing fine, yeah. I've been kind of on the road from Wisconsin for the last uh, almost two months now. So I'm in kind of a, a different space than I was back there. I work remotely right now, so I've been able to do some traveling. So I've been having a really great couple of months myself. That's always fun. How are you, Eric? How's it going? Oh, God, me. How am I? I am frazzled. Are you seeing frazzled? I was wondering. Yes. I've forgotten in the last few weeks that I'm an introvert and I need time to recharge. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like doing this and doing this and wondering why I'm like a little brittle. (laughs) It's been like I've been busy, which is good. I had a freelance job here. I just picked up another one, which is great. And it's just time management again. I've been, you know, just taking on things and it's been great. But it's like yesterday was really great because I did nothing but watch The Office the first season. That was great. And I'm watching the second season today and some more tonight. I just need something to not think too much on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how I am. I actually cut you off earlier, Jenny, so I apologize for that. Oh, no, you're fine. I don't know. I'm in a weird spot. It's been nice that Nate's been here because when Scarlett leaves, we'll usually hang out on a weekend, you know, or do something. And so that has kind of taken me out a little bit. So where are you staying in LA, Nate? Um, I have an Airbnb up in Silver Lake. It's pretty central there to the junction. Ah, wow. That's a great location. I can take a 10 minute drive pretty much anywhere and then be somewhere of interest. Near Echo Park and Hollywood and downtown. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the area where I always kind of pictured I wanted to try. The last time I came out here, my idea was to go towards that area. I wasn't prepared the last time. So I kind of feel like in a lot of ways I'm doing right now what I meant to do all along, which is like find a place kind of near downtown. So that was last time Nate was here. The plan was for him to move out here, but 
my dad was in San Pedro, so he went out there. San Pedro's kind of out of the way, out of the, I don't know, how was your first experience here? The last time? Yeah. It was drastically different. I made kind of a, a rash decision. Um, I just kind of chucked it all. I quit my job at the time. I just packed everything that I had and I came out here almost on a whim. I didn't think it through well enough. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a place in the city kind of set up. So then, yeah, I ended up staying in San Pedro. It's kind of like a full day's travel to check anything out, which was fine. But I just felt a little bit disconnected from what I was <laughs> thought I was trying to do. But this time I came out here a lot more prepared, had a place to stay. I'm working remotely. There's no day to day. You know, what am I going to do with myself today? Because I do have to work during the week. So then it's a lot easier to sort of make lists and plan out, okay, what do I want to do after I'm done with work or on the weekends? It's made it a lot more easier for me to plan that all out and to feel a lot more relaxed. Your story reminds me of college roommate I hadn't seen in years, and he came out to Disneyland, which is in Anaheim. Mm -hmm. And his notes leading up to the trip were also, I'm just going to be right next door to you, right? And I'm like, <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even the same county, but you don't know that if you don't live in Southern California. You don't realize how large LA is until you're here. Where you're at now is great for somebody who's younger and able to do the things that we do at a certain age as far as the nightlife and even just daytime stuff. You're just right in the mix. And that's how it feels. It, it, I almost don't have to plan anything. There's been a lot of days where I'll just walk up to sunset and see what's going on. Like just yeah. block to block, it takes care of itself. Oh, I think I want to go in there and get a smoothie. I think I want to check out this clothing store. Everything is just there. It kind of reminds me a little bit of your story, Eric, of you wanting to move. And I mean, you went out there a couple of times before you fully did the move. Yeah, for over a four-year period, I came out to Sweden mainly at least five times. What I'm doing now is what you did the first time, but I realized that at some point I wasn't going to be able to get the job while I was in the States, so it was a chance to take, but you know, it's the journey I'm on now. And what Jenny had told me was that you put a lot of preparation into doing this. I mean, it was years, right? Yeah, about a year and a half or two years, I thought about it seriously. And then in March of 2019, which was about six, seven months before I actually left, a friend was like, you know, when he made a similar decision, you just buy a one-way ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's what I did. And then I told people that I'm close to, but I didn't tell like coworkers or anything until I put in my actual resignation. I don't know if you're experiencing this now, but it's like the planning is important but it doesn't prepare you for just actually what happens when you're living it. And that's part of the adventure. That is true. Until you're there, you can't really prepare. Oh, close is this, like when I took the road trip, like I had one plan in mind and pretty much I just packed up the car and I was like, let's go. I had already thought about it. I didn't really plan it. And I was just going to go and stop as we went along. Once I was on the road, things change and you just have to be flexible enough to adjust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the interest of our format, Nate, how would you describe yourself? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? <laughs> I think I'm definitely an introvert. I don't think anyone would mistake me for an extrovert. There are a lot of times in the past where I've kind of 
refused to accept that I was an introvert. Like I always wanted to be an extrovert for the longest time. Cause I don't know, like it almost seemed like since most people seemed to me to be extroverted, I assumed that's what you wanted to be. It was almost like it was a scarlet letter to be an introvert. We talked about it in a previous episode connected to gender. Like, do you think like as a man, that's an expectation of being male, at least in the U.S., of you have to be really alpha, super outgoing? There's definitely part of that, I guess, quote unquote, like man up and like be one of the guys and be into like whatever's going on, you know. But weirdly, I've always been sort of okay being introverted because I do enjoy alone time because I definitely need it. I need like X amount of time uh, just kind of like to my own self. So I've always kind of thought of myself as more of like a lone wolf type character, I guess. I've been kind of okay with it. I felt the same way where it's like, no, I need to be an extrovert. I need to push myself to be an extrovert because there's sometimes so much shame put on it. People are very much understanding of why do you need alone time? Why do you want to be alone? And I feel like there's kind of a spiral effect too. Like if you feel sort of a pressure to be extroverted, talk more, get more engaged, then sometimes you get in your head, you start trying to force it sometimes yeah. maybe. And like anytime you try to like force something, that's when it just... Come out looking weird. I've seen like a quote maybe on Twitter or something where, you know, a lot of times extroverts will say, why are you so quiet? Stuff like that to introverts. And then they said, what if we flipped it around? What if introverts were always going around saying like, why are you always talking so loud? <laughs> that would seem so insulting if you know people came out and said that but that's kind of like what they're doing sometimes to introverts i've seen that meme it's socially okay to say why are you so quiet i remember hearing as a kid because i was so quiet that i was up to something like i'm always plotting something oh we can't trust the quiet ones <laughs> i think we have a lot more introverts in our family than most families <laughs> Now, are you an only child? No, I'm third of four kids, so I'm right in the middle. We're all kind of similar, my siblings and I. Well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, my brother Zach is a lot more extroverted. He's a musician. We're all just kind of our own independent selves. I don't think we kind of like influenced each other. Or maybe we did, you know, like way back when we were little kids or something, and you can't even notice it anymore because I feel like sometimes that happens. So I grew up as an only child, and I guess it comes down to like nature versus nurture, where my dad is an introvert and more quiet. My dad's okay with not talking, I'm okay with not talking. <laughs> and then I always thought like, oh, well, I want a big family and I want to have more. And then, you know, I married into a big family and it was stressful. It was the family I married into, it's a very Hispanic, very close family. I go off to take a moment to myself, like, why are you in here? Come on out. I come from one of four kids, but I'm the oldest and there's large age gaps in between. But I did leave home assuming that I was the only one. And it wasn't until we were all adults. And my sister was a guest earlier this year. And I knew kind of that we kind of were all similar, but hearing her say that that's how she saw herself that was educational for me. But I was an only child for six and a half years, which was enough time to where, you know, I could never play with my siblings because they were too young. And by the time they were old enough to form sentences and stuff like that, not that I didn't have interest, but, you know, I was a teenager at that time. So, yeah. Hold on. Before I lose this, 
by the time this comes out, it's going to be past your day, but today is Naomi's birthday. So shout out to Naomi. Happy birthday. It brings me back to what I was going to say. We've had guests like Naomi who said their families are introverted, but she's like a super extrovert. It really just depends on the person. I don't know. There's just so much to it. I think it's just be kind and understanding to people. Yeah. Now for you, Nate, growing up, how were you outside of the home? How was being an introvert for you? It was kind of similar. I feel like I've had this kind of similar track throughout my whole life. Like when I went to school and everything, I was still kind of introverted, but I never had like a problem with it. I was kind of in the middle. Like I wasn't one of the popular kids because I just wasn't being extroverted all the time. But at the same time, I certainly wasn't bullied, anything like that. Um, and I feel like I had friends of kind of a wide variety. I was still kind of friends with some of the quote unquote popular kids and then friends from different niches or groups or whatever. I was in orchestra and band classes a lot, just always did music so that I had a lot of friends kind of in that arena, music kids and stuff like that. But I could also just be sometimes in like a study hall, just sitting there on my own, just reading a book. And that's kind of just tracked throughout my whole life. I can kind of get along with anyone. Sometimes I like that though. I mean, introverts might seek out their opposites a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I like an extroverted person to kind of pull me along a little bit maybe. Yeah, I feel the same way. I was going to ask, do you guys feel like people change over time? Is it some people become more extroverted due to certain circumstances? Well, I know you've talked about as a parent. So I feel like it's changed me a little bit once I became a mom and I've had to stand up for Scarlett for certain things, especially at school where I don't like confrontation. I avoid it. But for instance, we had the situation with Scarlett's old school where the principal was just being an asshole. I had to put my big girl panties on and go and argue with him and knowing that it was going to cause confrontation and knowing that I was going to be out of my comfort zone. And I feel like that when I need to, I'll get out of my comfort zone. Also, Scarlett's a little more extroverted than me, way more extroverted. So she'll usually pull me out of my comfort zone and, you know, force me to socialize. You know, and then with all her activities that she has to do, you know, I've got to be a part of it. And I realize she's an extroverted person. I realize she needs these activities. Her way of charging is being with all these people. And that's her happy place. I don't think it's changed me, but I prepare myself for it. I've had to really, really find a balance. And even here with the podcast, I was telling Nate, like it's helped me open up a little bit more. I know it's helped you. I don't know if it's changed me. It just made me feel more comfortable in my own skin. And I think that's a big thing. When you cut comfortable in your skin, you gain confidence in that. I think it just helps a lot. Now it's okay to say like, I'm done right now. It's okay to, you know, not be okay. The acceptance of it. I would agree with you on that. And I think this platform has really helped me with that. First of all, with you coming up with this idea and then with the guests that we've interviewed who are introverts, it's similar to, for me personally, not so much being black, but like being gay when I met other people like me in that arena, it's like, oh, I'm not the only one. And so that's how I feel with introversion. It's like, oh, so you had the same experiences. Okay. So I wasn't a freak of nature, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So this podcast has really helped me with that. And yeah, like you said, Jenny, 
it's just made me more comfortable. So and being comfortable, I don't worry as much about what I say or how I present. And also like you guys experienced when we started this is like, I had a moment to realize, okay, I haven't had any downtime to myself. I need some downtime to myself. <laughs> yeah. It can affect your mood, your mental health. Yeah. I could see an extrovert, like where I was at even like an hour ago, like, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. Me, I'm like, okay, I'm either going to drop everything, leave my ID and just go. <laughs> or I need to say, I need to step away for a bit. So, yeah. We shared once that I did leave a hoodie once at a party because I was like, I can't deal and I can't escape <laughs> unless I go out that door. <laughs> <laughs> look for a back door. I'm not willing to go back and get my hoodie. So yeah, that's a good question. I think there's also that perception where like introverts just like to sit home where they do like to just sit home. But I also like enjoy going out and seeing new places and being in new places. This came up recently in another conversation a few days ago, because you're a musician, that question mark of how can you be introverted and be an artist? I know for me, there's a difference between being somebody who is a life of a party and being on stage. That's to me is different. What's your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. It does seem kind of like a paradox, but I actually love being on stage and like playing music or even the few times I've done some acting in my life. It's totally different. I don't mind being in front of people, if I have a set, um, if you're in a play or something, if you have lines, to me, that's no problem. I don't have to come up with anything. Yeah. It's the anxiety of having to make small talk, that kind of a thing. Because I've been in orchestra and band sort of situations my whole life. I've become just accustomed to being on stage and performing a piece of music. For whatever reason, I'm completely fine with that. That is kind of an interesting thing, though, because as soon as I come off stage or whatever <laughs> the first time if, if someone tries to give me a compliment or something I just immediately start fumbling again you know I'm just like I don't know how to take a compliment and I'm just like yeah I'm immediately trying to like come up with something witty or like yeah. pretend I'm not the guy you just saw on stage I'm just trying to blend back in that's it. I'm always trying to just like blend right back in and so maybe it kind of throws people off too because they're like, we just saw you rocking out on stage and like now smiling you're smiling and doing all this stuff on stage. And like, how come all of a sudden you came off and you shut down? And I'm just like, <laughs> I gave everything I had. Like, <laughs> I don't have anything more and I want to shut down now. <laughs> it's time for me to, to recharge now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that ties in too to like with especially musicians, singers, when people think that they're arrogant, because, you know, we've talked about that too, how that's one of the common things I heard growing up was you're stuck up, you think you're better than, but you as a musician, is he throwing a diva tantrum or something? I always think that, do a lot of people think I'm stuck up when the truth is I have a lot of anxiety. I don't know how to approach. Yeah. I'm not trying to like be rude, be lofty or yeah. aloof or anything. I would love people to come up to me and start the conversation because then I could maybe get into it. So here's a question. I don't know how soon we were supposed to bring this up because what you just said just made me think of myself when I was younger. The hardest part for me as a guy was these one-liners. I could hear someone else do them and they could do it where I was like, okay, that works. But for me personally, to say some of the things I would hear guys say, I'm like, that sounds so cheesy. I've always found that to be 
a little bit cringy trying to come up with lines or whatever. See, this is where being a girl kind of benefited me because I didn't have to come up with any lines. <laughs> There's no expectation of me having to start a conversation. But do you find that tacky? Yeah. I mean, I've had guys come up and they're like, I'm going to give you something real cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Like he knows he's not serious. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's more effective than the cheesy lines. That's the thing. If it's your initial conversation with someone, you have to be able to signal, okay, I know this is cheesy what I'm about to say to you. So that's a good thing to like start with that. And then sometimes I don't know how to react to like one-liners. You need to (laughs) give more. Like I can't. Well, for you, Nate, like in line with what you were talking about, Jenny, say like you gave a great one-liner and then sometimes you see women and they're like twirling their hair like oh my god that green hat oh my god how did you know green was my favorite color that type of thing how would you respond to that (laughs) oh like if it came back at me yeah that's fine with me because (laughs) that starts the conversation so when I feel like they're trying to help me out in a sense okay yeah I like that yeah part of the introversion in me one of the ways that it manifests I guess is that I am always kind of hanging back. I do need kind of a signal from a girl that she would be interested in me a lot of times before I would. Yeah, approach. Maybe it changes though, because maybe if you see a person that you just feel strongly enough about, maybe it does happen. I don't know. Or it just depends on the circumstances. Yeah. You just need that lightning in a bottle moment where it does work. I don't know. I'm always under construction or whatever there. And I think that my introversion probably really affects that. I don't know how to explain it, but what you said, lightning, like something about it has to, on some level, be deep or um, organic. Definitely has to be that, yeah. Yeah. I had an old coworker and he told me, he's like, you need to stop with the online dating. He's like, you're not an online dater. He's like, you need to get out and do activities and meet people that are doing the same activities as you. And I think that's really true. That's really good advice. Yeah. When you realize you don't have much in common. But yeah, that's what he said. He's like, you just need to go and do activities that you like and meet people within those activities. There's a app that I just found. It's called Meetups and it's like groups. So that's more geared towards we're going to do this activity. If that's the focus, we're all going to meet at this place and do an activity. Yeah. Have you had experience with the wide world of online dating? <laughs> I've been on the apps before. I have never met a single person in real life, to be honest with you, from, from a dating app. I don't know. It's just never clicked. It's never worked. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong or if I'm swiping on the wrong people or something, <laughs> but it does feel just there's like an inauthentic part to it that I just can't seem to get past. It's never worked for me. You've got this limited sort of outline of who someone is you know we're going on looks and i get the impression sometimes even though you may have been using these words to talk they still put a fantasy or an expectation based on who they think they see in your photo i do the same thing i need to stop doing that because i make up my own story about who this person is so you are a musician is that what you do professionally I wish, no, my brother does it. We're quite a musical family. Our parents had us pick an orchestral instrument when we were in elementary school. So growing up at home, we always had just 
music going on. So even when one of us wasn't practicing one of our instruments, even when we were eating dinner, we would listen to music in the background and then just music at school, obviously when we play at school. And then when my dad used to pick me up from school, he would always have the radio on. So I was always just getting all these different musical influences. It's always just been a very dominant sort of thing in my life is just music from when I was a kid. So it's something I can't stop doing, even though I have a nine to five job. It's something that I just naturally do. It's almost like I can't not do it. I'm always like writing songs, playing guitar, listening to music all the time, obviously. It's just kind of like part of me that's just baked in that I can't, you know, it's like a daily thing. Yeah, it's like in your DNA. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what do you play? I play guitar mostly. I tried to teach myself piano. I don't have a piano. It just gets tough because I don't get to play it very often. I just taught myself just kind of like some really basics at that. I really like playing the piano when I can. And then at my house, I've got a, a, a drum kit set up, which I've also been trying to just play every day and get better at playing the drums. I'm just always trying to do something. But my main thing is just playing acoustic guitar and writing songs, just writing kind of like pop rock kind of songs. You said, what's your number one talent or whatever that you have? I can sit down with a guitar and I could write a song. I feel pretty confident about it. Yeah, when you gave us the song selections for the podcast, they were good. They were really good. And I don't know I what kind of vibe you guys want, but here's a few different <laughs> things. And I feel like the one that we chose, I liked it because it even gave a little bit of a retro feel. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit of a 90s feel. Yeah. And I liked it because even though we were putting up about being introverts and the title in itself, I thought the song is upbeat, it's spry, it's not like, you know, you expect some somber piano like Wallflowers in Bloom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I really like the song. And, you know, to me, whenever I hear it from here on out, of course, it's going to be connected to this. I know you don't do it professionally, but do you do it like on the side? Like, have you, or do you play live gigs? Um, I do. I'm in a few bands. I was in a band with my brother, Joel, called the Andes. We haven't played in a while because, you know, they all got married and had kids and they just have a lot of stuff going on. But we played a number of gigs over probably 10 years or so. And then I'm in my friend's band, friend Josh's band, and we play around when we can. We're going to play in, I think, in September. It'll be kind of our first gig back since before the pandemic. So I'm pretty excited about that. You know, at this point, it's been more than a year since I've played for anyone. So that, that'll be great. I've had to just yeah. sit at home and just kind of do some recording and, and just do it that way and just show people recordings. And I remember, God, I want to say last year, but it wasn't last year maybe Christmas of 2019. There was one where you, Zach, and Joel played at the bar. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really fun to watch the three brothers play at the bar. That was really, really fun to watch you guys. Yeah, it's, it is kind of weird because it's us three brothers, but we don't play together very often, or at least as often as we should. So that's still kind of like a question out there is like, should we, should we do something together? How is it playing with family, with your brothers? It's good, you know, because we've known each other our whole lives. Like our communication is really great. So whenever we're playing, like it always just gels, you know, it flows because we have that instant communication. We know what, what, what's going on. Yeah, I just saw a documentary on Netflix about the Bee Gees. And uh, of course, I know them from their disco era. 
I think most of us do, but it was pretty interesting because I knew they were brothers, but I didn't know until seeing their documentary and hear them talk about how it was growing up and then being in a band and, you know, working with and being creative with your family members. It's like you got a built-in team there in a lot of ways. It hasn't happened between my brothers and, and me, thankfully, but sometimes if it breaks down, you know, then it's rough because like then, then it's your family. So what are your plans, if it's okay to ask, with being in Los Angeles? Like, do you hope to move to LA permanently? I would love to. I like it out here. The question is, does it work? And <laughs> I need to find a place where I can play my music, of course. But I like the area. I've thought about it long enough. <laughs> and I mean, everything I like sort of seems to come from here, which is obvious. I mean, this is just kind of the music and movie capital. Um, just all the artists I like come from here. Where are you from? I'm from Wisconsin, from Milwaukee area. So yeah, it's very different. I, I might as well be in a different country, to be honest, <laughs> compared to, to where that is. It's different. Honestly, it's it just a, a different cultural stuff going on around there. You know, it's what it is. It's the Midwest, and there's just... Um, there's just not as much going on, which is just going to happen just because there's more people out here. That's true. Yeah. And more diverse. For sure. It's funny that we're talking about the difference because I went to North Carolina for two weeks and it kind of isolated me and Scarlett. We stayed at my aunt's cabin and it was really nice. I really enjoyed it. But Scarlett, <laughs> Scarlett made a comment. <laughs> She's like, mom. I'm a city girl. I need to go home now. Ah, that's so cute. <laughs> I need noise. I need I like, like sirens. Yeah, she's like, I'm bored. And she's like, I need to go home. That is an adjustment. I will say I'm staying with friends in Southern England in a village. It's about 2000 people. It is so beautiful and picturesque. It takes a week to adjust to quiet. The sound of birds. Like I would sit out in the, um, not gazebo, but the, I forget what it's called. And we sit there and I'd be like, Scarlet, I'm like, now what? <laughs> like you forget that you need that sort of little drone of the city stuff yeah. going on in the background. Yeah, like the quiet was uncomfortable, yeah. She's like, mom, why isn't there any helicopters? That <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that, and that's, that's the exact thing I said when I got here, I was like, what is going on? Why are there so many helicopters? Yeah. I was like, is there like a manhunt underway? <laughs> and that's no. so funny you say that because when I first moved to LA coming from Arizona, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, what is with all the helicopters? <laughs> yeah, Scarlett was missing the noise. And she would say at night, mom, there's no noise outside. I can't sleep without the noise outside. That's how you know she's, she's a city girl. She's an extrovert. She's like, I need people. <laughs> Well, that's kind of a, a subtle question in terms of like introverts versus extroverts. How do you feel about silence? Is that something that you think is linked to the introversion? Most of the time when I'm home alone, I'll put on the TV because I need background noise. Not necessarily something to watch, just something to hear. I have the TV here in the kitchen and I'll turn that on and I'll just turn it into something that I can just listen to. Not necessarily something I need to pay attention to, but... There's been times at work where like you're allowed to put in your headphones, you know, listen to music and stuff. There's been times where I just put in my headphones for silence. Oh. I just need it to be quiet. But also I'm like trying to focus on something. And sometimes the noise around me are just too much. 
So there is that time where I do need that complete silence and I'll put in my headphones and people will be like, oh, what are you listening to? I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> there's nothing there because I just need that quiet. It'll just depend on when. That's a really good question. Um, I don't think I could live in a place like this because I need some noise. I do. Your question makes me think of somebody said to me once years ago, oh, you would be perfect in a library. And I was like, that would drive me insane. It's kind of like I have no choice but to be quiet. And I don't know if that's a rebellious thing in me, but I'd be like, I would want to yell in the library for that reason. What about you? I don't know. I go back and forth. Sometimes I need a, a little bit of extra white noise to sleep. But coming from Wisconsin, from the Midwest, there's like a lower level of environmental noise that I am used to. So it's kind of funny when I, if I'm looking to move to LA, when I do think about it, when I'm walking the streets, I'm actually checking for, is there less traffic going on here? Is it quieter? Things like that. Because I would be more attracted to like living on a street like that. It doesn't have to be far away, but- Just a bit quieter. Just not on a main street where there's a ton of traffic going on. I was doing just a little bit of walking a couple weekends ago to find like where some like famous people used to live kind of a thing. And I was on this street kind of off of Hollywood Boulevard that's just up a couple of streets towards the hills. And as soon as I got on that street, I was like, I know exactly why he picked this street because the traffic just died away as you walked up the street because of how it was situated or whatever. This is where I would move too, because you're close to action. It's just that little lower environmental mode. Like if you had come just a year or a year and a half earlier, you could have taken Eric's apartment would have been perfect. Oh, did you have a nice... He had a perfect location. There's a main street and you were right up that main street. Yeah, it was... uh... Franklin is the main street after Hollywood. Well, you know that. So yeah, and that was my concern because where I was before in West Hollywood, I was in West Hollywood, but the street was quiet. When I decided to move, that was a concern was I want to be in the city, but I want the option to be around that. LA is a great city where you can be in the city, but there's so many nooks and crannies in the city that are undiscovered that most people don't know about. Yeah. And I think we got lucky with this house because you have that main street, but you turn into our street and it's like a completely different world. So you mentioned travel earlier, Jenny, you mentioned the love of travel. Do you like to travel? I do. It's something that's a lot more recent for me. I used to hate traveling when I was younger. And I don't, I don't know why I can remember trips when I was younger, where I would just hate being on it and maybe it was because it wasn't my choice or something like that but at least these past five six years whenever it's like I want to decide I want to go to a certain place I love it I know I I we traveled with my dad a lot and that's something that we get frustrated with the travels it was because it was out of my control I'm a little bit more what is that word impulsive <laughs> there we go <laughs> i enjoy traveling more when i do less planning because i feel like i can explore more i've been thinking a lot since you've been here and since you've moved to sweden and stuff like a place that i would probably not mind dropping everything and moving to is probably scotland i haven't been up there yet it's a great accent i uh, was on a zoom call a couple times with people from scotland I was like, you would have no choice but to pick up the accent because it's so rich. It feels like the Southern accent over there or something. Like, 
you won't be able to help but get down into it a little yeah bit. you have no choice because that <laughs> sticks to you like porridge i don't know if you guys know what porridge is there's a brand here called scotsman or scots porridge and it has a guy with a kilt on it but um I used to read porridge in the books, so like the nursery rhymes. I don't know what I thought it was, but when I finally got it, I was like, it's oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was oatmeal. I thought it was just like a thick soup, like a cream soup. No, I did too. It's oatmeal, literally oatmeal. <laughs> so Eric, with your current situation, do you still feel the need to travel from where you are or do you already feel like you're still sort of in travel mode? I still am in travel mode because I'm not a resident and I am in England because I can only stay in Sweden so long. Of course, the goal is to get work so that I can be a legal resident. So yeah, I'm kind of in limbo and I judged it, I think, for the first year until I realized this is a gift. So far, I've been mainly in, in Sweden and Stockholm and then here in the UK, Southern England, and then Liverpool, I was there for two months, March, April, May, before I came back here. Within England, which the mass-wise is a small country, there's so many different accents and so many different personalities within the small country. Um, but to your question, as far as my living situation, I'm not settled, but I still want to travel. My goal is to have a home base, but to still travel. So have you been in Europe? Just a few times, very limited. Um, I did go to the UK with my brothers. We did like a brother trip about 15 years ago now. So it's been a while. And we did London and Liverpool. Those are the main things we hit. Way back when I was in high school, we took a band trip, the orchestra and the band, to Germany and Austria, which looking back was just kind of crazy that they just let all of us high school kids just do that. <laughs> I think it was mostly Southern Germany, like Munich, and then in Austria, a few places, Vienna and uh, Salzburg. I mean, all of it was very gorgeous. One of you guys just brought up about restrictions with travel. I hate tours because I feel, first of all, that I'm trapped with a bunch of people like me. So it's like, why do I want to hang around with a bunch of Americans in the middle of Berlin? I want to meet the locals. I think that's where like Airbnb has really come into play because a lot of people do prefer not to be tourists. And with Airbnbs, you don't have to stay in a hotel surrounded by other tourists. Like what you're doing, you're in the middle of the city and you're experiencing the culture, the LA culture and stuff. And it gives you that opportunity to really like get a feel for the city, especially if it's a place that you're thinking of moving to, like you need to get a sense of the city where you won't get that in staying at a hotel. And one of my, I call me a dork, a geek, whatever, is shopping, grocery shopping in different cities, different countries, because that's a way to get a feel for it. Like, I don't know if you're experiencing that in L.A. right now. Yeah, for sure. I immediately found my, my Vons grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> um, just dove right in. Even learning the subtle differences, like um, having to pay for plastic bags at the register. Oh, Never knew that. You have to bring your own bags now. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to be weird going back to Wisconsin because every time I go to the grocery store, I'm like, do I have my bags? Um, <laughs> and anytime you buy water or anything like that, like you get all these extra fees, tax and CRV. I, I was so confused. I was like, I had to ask the guy, I was like, am I scanning this wrong? Every time I bring up water, it gives me two things or whatever. It was really funny yesterday. I had to go to a Walgreens 
And as I was getting close to it, I was like, okay, now I need to duck off on one of these side streets because I need to find parking. <laughs> I need to find like parking kind of parking lot, yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, you dork, Walgreens has a parking lot. You're a large, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just laughing to myself. Just like, you don't need to worry. So you're becoming an Angelino because yeah, parking is a big deal in Los Angeles, yeah. The places where you don't have parking, like you have to park on the street. It's like you get home and you park and you're like, I'm not going anywhere. No one can get me to go out. If you want me to go out, come pick me up because I'm not living in a parking spot. When I'm in Phoenix, I stay with my high school friend and he lived in LA, but he hated it. And one time I was visiting, he goes, what do you notice when you visit here? And I'm like, I don't know. He goes, you park in front of my house. Because <laughs> he was like, that was his pet peeve. You would go visit someone, as you mentioned, Jenny, and you're like, Oh, the party starts at eight. What took you so long? It took me half an hour to find parking. I found parking about half a mile away. So <laughs> I need to Uber back to my car. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's frustrating, but it's the LA life and there's pros and cons in any city that you live in. Well, I don't have any more questions. Do you have any more questions for Nate? I don't, but you've been a good question asker. Do you have any more questions for us? No. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. Thanks yeah. for coming. That's very awesome. And we get to publicly thank you for the music and the best of luck to you and your journeys in Los Angeles. Thank you for spending time with us. If you have questions or a story you'd like to share, email us at wallflowersinbloom2020 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at wallflowers underscore in underscore bloom and search for us on Facebook under Wallflowers in Bloom. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and CastBox. Until next time.